Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. I felt like a news anchor there. Yeah, and this it, is Sunday Night News. Just in. This is How to yeah. Not Get Killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you ready for this? No. <laughs> no. So you've already read the title. You know what we're doing this week. I don't think we have any intro notes to go over, unless mm. you have any fun anecdotes to cover. Well, this is coming out, what did I say, the first week of December? Today's probably, the, I think it's the 30th of November mm. is when this is airing, mm. I think. So welcome, December. Mm-hmm. I know this is controversial. I love snow. And I love cold. Oh. I love it. I'm just putting it out there because I know everyone probably is like, I hate the snow. I hate the cold. No. I No, I love a <laughs> snowy, cold day when I don't have to go out into it. Like, I don't like walking in the yeah. snow, and I don't like driving in the snow. Fair, 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 I fair. find that snow is more of an inconvenience, like, when you have to go and move about in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And that's why, I think that's why I'm like, fucking snow. Yeah. Um, but, like, when I'm sitting inside, and it's, like, a nice snowy day, and oh I'm my like, God. oh, I got, like, a cup of tea and a oh. book, and I'm just like, oh, it looks so pretty. I was like, yeah, I love it. I love it. Trust me, I do. Yeah. But I just, yeah, and then I wish that I could go outside, and I'll just get swept away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i i do understand yeah like driving through snow obviously like would i is it my preference no mm-hmm. but like i'll deal with it just because i i know that's what comes with liking snow yeah yeah fair yeah enough. it's also oscar's favorite season oh is it oh my god you should see this guy the second the snow hits the ground he's a different dog he's <laughs> like i will run full speed i will jump into the snow piles i will eat the snow i love it <laughs> <laughs> he loves it he is a snow dog through and through. I straight up, when you were saying all of that, was picturing you doing that, though, just because you were saying it in first person. It's like Becky jumping in a snowbank, eating the snow, like, rolling around <laughs> in it. You know what? I gotta admit, I do it with him. <laughs> like, we're out there. We, yeah. Yeah, me and Drew both bundle up, and we're like, let's fucking go! <laughs> we, like, run out and play, Aww. and and he, he just, like, it's funny, because his face changes. Like, he looks like he's smiling through it, so it's just kind of like, you he loves it he also loves peeing on snow it must be a different sensation it must be it must be yeah it's got to feel so nice well you probably (laughs) he probably gets like some of that steam action like coming back at him it probably doesn't splash up the same way (laughs) he loves it (laughs) he loves it oh for sure yeah so welcome to oscar season so (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's hard to say because obviously we record these in advance but whether we'll have snow at this point but probably not climate changes yeah probably not (laughs) but maybe who knows maybe maybe we got an early snowfall Fingers crossed, but I know not everybody's, you know, but I definitely am grateful that we have four seasons. No, like we have, yeah, we have four seasons, four distinct seasons. I could do without spring. I don't really give a shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's kind of just like a filler season. I can do without it. I feel like a spring would be nicer if, like, the in-between weather was nicer. Whereas I feel like the in-between between winter and summer weather, at least for our spring, is just like rainy and like mucky, mucky. And yeah it's it's way more gray mm-hmm. than what like media portrays spring as mm-hmm. you know what i mean like it's like 
you, when you think of spring, you think of like bright colors and everything's blooming, mm-hmm. and it's like not really. It's like everything's getting everything's rained still on. kind like of just dead and, like and trying to come back to life, and it's like green, like swamp green, swamp. Yeah, <laughs> get out of my swamp. Whereas I feel like autumn is always portrayed as being like dark and gloomy. Whereas like the last few days here, at least, have been I've like. Been remember we were bright. standing outside yesterday? I was like, it's such a beautiful day. It's yeah, been, and I was like, like squinting, like, like, can we go inside? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like our. We do we do get some gloomy fall days, but yeah. I feel like because our summers are always like p- blended so much into fall, we get random days like we did on the weekend that are like twenty degrees, yeah, and sunny, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is October, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, there we go. We just went through the whole year, whole year of seasons, and yeah. uh, yeah, in southwestern Ontario. <laughs> that's that's it. That's what you came here for. This, uh, this <laughs> we don't podcast, even know right? if there's gonna be snow on this no, day. No, it could it could be like a. What beautiful... if you message us and be like you were. You were wrong. Right. Or wrong. <laughs> yeah, we should try we should try and do that, like predict the weather. See if we do a better job than yeah. what the weather network does, because it's not right. <laughs> yeah, we we'll probably be about the same, you know? Yeah. 50-50. We'll probably yeah, it's just fucking closing your eyes just, and throwing a dart and yeah, see what just happens. Take a guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take a sip of water before I get into this headache of a case, so Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's a doozy for sure. And yeah. I you asked me before if I had yes. heard this case before, which I have, but probably like five plus years ago, I listened to a podcast about it. So I know the general overview of what happens in the case, but I don't really remember any of the details or like any of the timelines or anything like that. Yeah. Which is like good. Cause obviously I'm going to cover that, mm-hmm. but, um, mm-hmm. so I think there will be lots of parts where I'll be like surprised because I'm like, Oh yeah, I didn't remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So first and foremost, I wanted to talk about like right up up front that there is with this case and how controversial it is in so many different ways, because it's one of those cases where whether you think you're going to have an opinion on it or not, you're going to, whether you like it or not. Okay. You're going like, to, I'm not saying this to you necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm saying yeah. it to like everybody. It's like, cause like I, even when I first ever like heard about this case, I went into it being like, oh, I'm definitely like this way or whatever. And it just, things just sit with you. You're going to, I don't know, feel, you're going to feel torn mm-hmm. is probably the best way to put it is there's no one right way to feel about it. There's no right or wrong way to feel about it. It's just take that as you will. Like it's, it's just, it's controversial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so many different things and there's a lot of people to be mad at about this case not just necessarily gypsy not just necessarily Dee, Dee and not just necessarily nicholas who we'll get into there's a lot more people to be like upset with and mm-hmm. all this stuff so yeah so i just wanted to like cover that up front that it's just controversy left and right yeah yeah left and right i'm gonna try and present this without bias it's just it's really hard to do yeah it's really hard to do because you you need to get the facts out and the facts are what make you sway away <laughs> to different directions. You know what I mean? Like, And we'll discuss those. We'll discuss, like, it's, yeah, we're not, like, we're not scientific researchers at doing this. We're discussing this, right? So it's, like, it's okay to have a bias. It's okay to feel one way or another. Yeah. Everyone's life experiences are going to cause them to to have biases in different yes. scenarios and different regards for all uh, all different reasons. Mm-hmm. So, again, some people might feel one way about this case. Other people might feel a different way. Yeah. I think it's fine to ign- to have a bias as long as you're acknowledging that it is a bias. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. 
and yeah. we'll we'll talk those out as they come yeah because like yeah as always i want to do everybody justice because there's more than one victim in this case yeah of really course. so i want to be like respectful to like all ends of everything yeah so let's just fucking do it. Let's get into it. Let's just do this. So um, Gypsy Rose Blanchard was born on July 27th of 1991 in Golden Meadow, Louisiana. Her uh, her parents are Claudine Blanchard and Rod Blanchard. Claudine also goes by Dee Dee, who that's what we'll be saying going forward. It's Dee Dee, mm-hmm. but that's just like her, her birth name. Dee mm-hmm. Dee, like right off the bat from like gypsy's birth goes on to describe rod as like a deadbeat drug addict dad who just like abandoned them rod tells a very different story a much more believable story um he has like proof to kind of show i don't know his side of things so that's kind of why i mean by like it's a much more believable story in the sense of like he wasn't just a deadbeat dad like he proves himself and he he goes on to talk in many a interview of his point of view, like his version of events. And it's really easy to empathize with Rod. Like he, he also is very much a victim here. Like very much so. Yeah. So um, Dee Dee also goes on throughout Gypsy's upbringing as they start like moving further and further away from their family and Rod, just telling Gypsy how much her dad doesn't love her and how he chose to abandon her because of all of her upcoming ailments which we'll get into but that just like wasn't the truth rod was only 17 when Dee Dee was 24 and became pregnant with gypsy rose they they married for a very short stint of time it's it's confusing to find out exactly how long they were married for because he doesn't mention it in one documentary and then in the other documentary he says it was like a year maybe they were married okay so but then in articles it's like they were married before gypsy was born and split before like right before she was actually born so it's like it's it's hard to find out exactly how long they were married for that also doesn't really matter okay they were just married briefly that's all but they did so they quickly separated regardless something rod talks about in like a few different interviews is that he just kind of realized he got married for the wrong reasons um which i think is like kind of like a noble thing to admit like rather than stick it through a marriage that you know is going to end up being just like a loveless end yeah he knew he was just getting married because that's what you do when you get a woman pregnant you just get married yeah yeah that's the way he saw it he was 17 and she was 24 so like to some degree i'm I'm sure he kind of felt a little taken advantage of too like Mm -hmm. in that sense where it was just like i'm the young one here like i'm being put in this position of needing to like man up by tomorrow type thing you know and it's just yeah, I mean, you're legally still a child. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so, like, I mean, yeah, he's definitely the the young one, the sort of, like, yeah. not an adult. Yeah. Right? Still so, developing. Yeah. So, you're, you, the processes that you're thinking about are probably, yeah. yeah. And, like, so I, I actually, I do strongly, like, c- condemn him for the, like, choice to just separate because it's just, like, that couldn't have been an easy one to make, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's just good on him for being, like, this is wrong. We're married for the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. So they separated. Rod did everything in his power, again, with proof, remained in contact with her and Gypsy and regularly sent them money, like child support. They had their agreement. Um, In one interview, Rod had estimated that he had sent Dee Dee at least, like at the very least, $150,000 in child support, as well as paying for medical bills that Dee Dee would send to him. Okay. Yeah. 
So we're we're moving there. We're mm-hmm. getting mm-hmm. um when when D, when Gypsy was still a baby, like very young, and like they were just starting to discover these health concerns with Gypsy, Dee Dee had once told Rod that Gypsy likely would never live past eighteen years old at best. I I really wanted to put that in here because I want to talk about something at the end. Okay. So I just wanted to put that in there of like, that's a statement she had made. Whether or not that's a fact or not, it's just something I want to talk about later on. Rod remembers a time where he tried calling um, Gypsy on Gypsy's 18th birthday to like celebrate. But Dee Dee on the phone said, don't tell her she's 18. She doesn't understand age. Like she, she thinks she's younger. Like she doesn't get it. Okay. We'll get there. That's really important to note of like Dee Dee telling Rod to not talk about Gypsy's age to Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, when Gypsy Rose was still an infant, Dee Dee brought her to the hospital. She was just completely convinced that she had sleep apnea, but there was no sign of the disease. Dee Dee remained convinced and was just like, "I'm, I'm fucking determined because." There must be something wrong. Um, Dee Dee had determined on her own that she had an unspecified chromosomal disorder and just started telling people that. That Dee Dee herself had no, that? No, that, that Gypsy did. had that? Okay. Yes. Yeah. From then on, she kind of just was like your way over the top, like helicopter parent, like mm-hmm. watching like a hawk at all times. Mm-hmm. Like Gypsy could not leave her line of sight. Like yeah. it just didn't happen. Um, oh, oh my god, not, where did this go? Okay, well, that got moved somewhere else. But I'm going to add it in here because I do remember it. Because I think I just got it deleted by accident. But um, essentially, so what had happened once was Gypsy was on like a motorcycle or like, what are those? Like an ATV type thing and had fallen off as like a young, young kid. Like I want to say like toddler age still. Um, and like bumped her knee very mildly. Like okay. the whole family, like Dee Dee's siblings kind of like recall it as being like a kid fell mm-hmm. and bumped their knee. And yeah. it was just like, okay, maybe she cried for a few minutes. Yeah. But it's not the end of the world. Kids fall. They're resilient. Yeah, like, yeah. um, but so Dee Dee was like convinced that like this was just like the fucking end of it. So she again brought her to the hospital and was like convinced that she'll never be able to walk again. So this kind of started that. It was like. The beginning stages of something that's to come. Mm-hmm. So after that incident, um, she kind of refused Gypsy from being allowed to walk because she was like worried that this would like worsen her knee. Mm-hmm. So she was just like, no, you should just sit. Like, I'll carry you or we'll put you in the stroller or we'll put you in this wheelchair. Like, didn't really allow her to walk. Yeah. Out of just like caution. But Dee Dee's family kind of started to question things. Like questioning the condition like the severity of it and so what Dee Dee did was she kind of just simply packed them up and moved to another town in louisiana to just create some distance right so they were like okay like at the time they all admit at the time it didn't seem odd Mm -hmm. that she was moving it was just kind of like coincidental like we're all bringing up this issue and then now they're moving just a little bit further away but we don't know yeah right like we don't know we're not in the house with them 20 or yeah Right. So the town that they moved to was just like a little bit closer to New Orleans. Um, 
a lot of people from Dee Dee's life, like her sisters and brothers and Rod, they're all interviewed in several documentaries and articles. And they all kind of tell the same stories about Dee Dee. And they're all not very nice. Like, they're all kind of like, you know, Dee Dee was always, like, manipulative and cunning and all this stuff. And it isn't until, like, after the fact that people start, like, letting out details that, like, Dee Dee's actually, at this time, a wanted person in multiple states. Oh. For fraud, bad checks, thievery. Um, her brother, I believe it was. I didn't write down their names because they're they're listed in so many different articles and documentaries that I kind of felt like we don't need to bring them in one more yeah. time. You know, sometimes yeah. it's just better to give them a little bit of a break and not necessarily put their names out into the world all the time because I'm sure they're done with the spotlight at this point. Yeah. But I, I believe it was her brother who had mentioned how I, I think Dee Dee was actually on like America's Most Wanted list for a short period of time because of how much she had frauded like a some establishment. Wow. Okay. So she was already like wanted. Yeah, she's a criminal. Like, she's by definition. Yes. Yeah. So they they moved closer to New Orleans, and the family's like, yeah, you know, we don't really, we don't really like Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. We don't really, you know, care. We love Gypsy. She's yeah. a baby, basically, still at this point. So one time, um, Dee Dee takes Gypsy to a hospital in New Orleans. Dee Dee claimed that on top of this chromosomal disorder that she's telling the doctor she has, um, that she has m- muscular dystrophy as well, but her daughter now had problems with vision and hearing. Mm-hmm. So she's telling these doctors, my daughter has this chromosomal disorder and muscular dystrophy. Right. And they're like, okay. And now she's having problems with her vision and hearing. She also claimed that Gypsy had, like, begun to suffer from seizures. Okay. But the medical tests at this time showed no signs of any of these ailments. But the doctors still prescribed anti-seizure medication. And generic pain medication for Gypsy. Okay. Which is what I mean by we're going to be angry at a lot of people here. I don't know... Yeah, I don't know the process for, for like, how one would receive a prescription for anti-seizure medication. Like, as far as, like, if I went into a doctor and I was like, I'm having seizures. Yeah. Or my child that is too young to speak for themselves yeah. is having seizures. Is that enough proof for them? I have they no idea. they just believe you? Um, or I, or yeah. is there some sort of medical test that you can do, like, on the brain that shows... I believe MRIs are one way to do like it, or, like, a cat seizure. Yeah. Okay, okay, that's what I'm not sure about, right? But I also... Like, if you just have to take someone's know. word at it, then, like, I don't blame them. Whereas if yes. there's something that they could have done to check if that was going on... That's something I don't know. And mm-hmm. that's... Yeah. So I don't know in that specific scenario whether or not what the doctors did was right or wrong don't know because again we don't really know Mm -hmm. like again like for canada versus the states there's going to be different rules and like regulations on like how medications released etc like maybe yeah when it's a minor if the mother's telling you something but oh i forgot the paperwork at home just trust me like yeah Yeah. part of you would want to assume that yeah you're you're gonna help this mother right like part of you also like most people would assume like why would you want your kid to be on anti-seizure medication if they're not having seizures Exactly. Right? Right. So, like, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, in 2000 and... 
five, Hurricane Katrina forced Dee Dee and Gypsy to move um, to North Aurora, Missouri. Um, they had claimed that the house just got like completely destroyed. Everything in the house was destroyed. They had nothing. Okay. Gypsy's in a wheelchair. She has muscular dystrophy, a chromosomal disorder, vision ailments, all of these things already at this point. Or so is said. Um, once moving to Aurora, Missouri, they kind of immediately became like town celebrities. And they were, it's because they were kind of like advocates for the rights of disabled people and sick people. And mm -hmm. they were constantly going like all over the place to different like news outlets, different conferences, school assemblies to spread awarenesses about the multiple ailments that Gypsy had. Like mm -hmm. she goes on to be quote unquote diagnosed with leukemia. Oh, okay. And so she becomes like a leukemia advocate. Yeah. And they're also collecting donations along the way. Mm -hmm. So at this point, they're staying at a rental house in Aurora, Missouri, while they're awaiting a house that was being custom built for them from Habitat Human for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity built them like this nice spacious home with a wheelchair ramp, a hot tub, all kinds of things, like all the bits and bobs you would need to accommodate somebody in a wheelchair. Like we've seen homes that are like mm -hmm. fully equipped. Like mm -hmm. it was mm -hmm. exactly that. Yeah. Fully accessible. Yeah. yeah. The handoff for giving them the home keys was like all over the news. Like it was a big deal. Like everyone in the neighborhood knew them. Like mm -hmm. they were really close with their neighbors who to, uh, two of their neighbors actually have the same last name as them. And they go on in the documentary to talk about how like right away they felt like family. Mm -hmm. Like they just became our family. We were so connected with them. Like they were such great kind people. And we just felt that connection. Like yeah. that's the kind of effect they had on them. Um, Places like Make-A-Wish even sent them on multiple trips to Disney World, gave them backstage uh, passes to a Miranda Lambert concert once. I can't remember who or what, like, foundation did this, but not once, but twice a car was donated to them that was, like, equipped with being able to have a wheelchair enter and exit. Those are not cheap <laughs> vehicles. No, no. They are not. Like... <laughs> Um, but so once the first one had basically become broken down, another one was donated. Even the very wheelchair that Gypsy was in was donated. Like everything was given to them. Yeah. They were hurricane survivors and Gypsy was filled with ailments that seemed incurable, incurable. Sorry. Yeah. So it's like people were readily wanting to help this girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like, things are progressing. Like she has all of these things. She doesn't really have friends. She's kind of like sheltered mm -hmm. in her in her home. Um, she does have an, a friend in the neighborhood who she communicates with like online when her mom's sleeping. Like they have like a private chat that like wasn't monitored by Dee Dee because Dee Dee and Gypsy shared like a Facebook account. It was called uh, Dee Gyp Blanchard. Like it was like their name's mushed together so Dee Dee would go on and do like updates about Gypsy's life and all this stuff and just yeah. kind of keep everybody in the loop about her. Um, Gypsy would occasionally go on and post pictures from one of their like Disney trips and stuff. Mm -hmm. But because Gypsy wasn't allowed to like access internet on her own, she would sneak and steal like her mom's phone at night and contact, um, I believe her name's Aaliyah is her friend. Um, she would have like a chat with her and created like a fake account just to talk to Aaliyah and have like a friend relatively close to her age to just kind of connect with. 
Mm-hmm. But anyways, things are starting to slowly unravel. We're we're getting there. Doctors were like constantly reaching out to Dee Dee to see how they could help to basically like assist with this like medical question mark basically that that is gypsy like how does one person have all of this like yeah it's a lot yeah um so a pediatric neurologist from springfield named dr bernardo flasterstein um offered to see gypsy um so they went and dr flasterstein did his assessment he completed an mri ran all kinds of tests just to kind of help confirm that the information that dd was giving him was accurate because she essentially just handed him this list that she would hand to all doctors that in point form listed out all of Gypsy's ailments because all of her medical records were destroyed in in the hurricane. Mm. I don't have the proof with me. Ah, uh, okay. So here's the list. Yeah. Here's what it is. And you, you operate on good faith. I'm going to read this list. So first on the list is epilepsy, vision impaired, hearing impaired, GI reflux, quadriplegia, muscular dystrophy, anemia, hypoventilation, in brackets it says CPAP at age 10, asthma, allergies, I don't like using this word, but this is just how it's described here, mild mental retardation, in brackets it says mental age of 7, leukemia at age 5 is quote-unquote when she's been diagnosed with leukemia, incontinence, lung disease, and heart murmur. Jesus. So this is a list that Dee Dee just had printed out and ready to hand to every doctor. So now I'm going to go into the details of Dr. Bernardo Flasserstein's report from okay. this date. And it's dated on August 21st of 2007. Gypsy's birth date listed on this report is June 27th, 1993. Okay few years later than what her actual birthday is. Yeah. 1991. 91, right? Okay. Yes. The first and underlined and bolded header in this report is mother is not a good historian. Oh, Which is basically a very polite way of saying this person is lying. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes on to, this is in his interviews and everything, but he also medically explains it in his report but a person who has not walked for nine years should have almost zero to no muscles Mm -hmm. just like none in especially in their lower extremities where they're unable to move Mm -hmm. she was able to support her own body weight which was his first sign of like skepticism Mm -hmm. where she's able to like confidently like move around and everything he's like that doesn't seem right well yeah because quadriplegia would mean that you didn't have function of any of your limbs correct i think so i i don't like yeah don't quote me on that but i just yeah. assumed that was that's what i always thought but then i was like i don't know so like you definitely wouldn't be able to stand up yeah yeah so in this report he notes that he managed and I, again i have no idea how he was able to do this this person's name it's redacted so i'm gonna say redacted but and i'm quoting here um Managed to talk to one of her previous providers, Redacted. She specifically remembers Gypsy Rose and mentioned that Redacted, her previous neurologist, clearly reported the fact that Gypsy Rose does not have muscular dystrophy. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, he's admitting here in this report that he talked directly to their previous neurologist, whose name is Redacted, and that's fine, um, 
saying she doesn't have this. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, yeah, like, it's it's something that you test for. Like, it's not something you can just say, Yeah. oh, someone's weak and doesn't have a lot of muscle mass and they exactly. have muscular dystrophy. It's like, n- no. Yeah. That's, it's it's actually something that, like, chemically happens in the body. Yeah. So. there Yes. <laughs> after analyzing all of the facts and after talking to her previous pediatrician, there is a strong possibility of Munchausen by proxy with maybe some underlying unknown etiology to explain for her symptoms. So what, what I take from that there is he is saying there is something happening within Gypsy's body that is causing certain symptoms. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't know what it is yet. Mm We, we, we will know that in a, in a few minutes. Like, But he talks about this in both documentaries and ample interviews and in different articles as to why he didn't report this to social services because he's caught a lot of flack for that. Okay. Yeah. (coughs) Pardon me. Um, He talks about how like the system that's in place highlights neglect factor rather than like an overcaring aspect. So that was one thing that he couldn't right off the bat bring it to like someone's attention because... It would be hard to prove neglect that a mother is worried about her child that brought her in. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, you'd yeah. have a hard time proving that this mother who brought in her daughter that's clearly in a wheelchair and looks super sick doesn't care and is neglecting her daughter. Like, mm-hmm. that would be a hard point for him to prove. Mm-hmm. Um, he he considered how much outside help Gypsy and Dee Dee were receiving from, like, all over. And he also came to the conclusion that he would immediately be called a liar. Like, he, his report wouldn't be taken seriously, and it would probably be likely brushed off. Okay. Okay. Uh, do people agree with that? No. Like, that was that the right choice? No, obviously not. Well, no, he, because, like, you are an expert in your field, so, like... Yeah. People should believe what you have to say. Exactly. I understand the fear of not being believed if, like... Yes. There are so many people that publicly believe that, yes. that she is sick, but yeah. none of those people are doctors that have tested her exactly um he does go on later to talk about it like in hindsight and he does know what he did was wrong he Mm -hmm. does wish that he behaved differently and i don't know was a little bit more persistent on bringing this public um it's not to say that his like efforts were zero because he like he wrote his report his Mm -hmm. report is documented fact like that's Mm -hmm. just there and we have access to that um, as far as, like, the, can you just go back to that line about Munchausen by proxy? Just because some people listening might not yeah. know Which We're, we're certainly going to get really deep into that. But, yeah, let's talk about that. Just the wording that he said. Did he say he suspects or? He said a strong possibility of Munchausen by proxy. Okay. Okay. So they're actually in both interviews it's the same doctor let me scroll to him here dr mark feldman he's a clinical psychologist he's a munchausen expert okay so he goes on to like immediately explain i'll use his explanation that munchausen by proxy is usually fueled by emotional gratification so basically Dee's intent what we can imagine was is she wanted like this gratification from being a hero essentially yeah for like taking care of taking care of this girl girl, like dedicating her life to this daughter and i don't know essentially 
that. Like, there, there, there's really, like, no other goal, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like, I can't see that. Like, yeah. So Dr. Mark Feldman talks about how Gypsy, like, w- would be best described as actually a hostage in this scenario. Like, he, yeah. he does a lot of coming to Gypsy's defense in regards to, like, the whole Munchausen by proxy thing. Like, so... If you're not familiar with Munchausen, like, it's it's essentially, like, the best way I can put it in layman's terms is when you fake illnesses for attention. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best way it can be put into layman's terms. There's a much more medical definition. Feel free to look that up, but that is the best way. So by proxy, just it just means that basically the mother is doing that, but projecting it onto Gypsy. Yeah. 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 So, um... Dr. Feldman goes on to point out things that he sees, especially in videos and stuff of Gypsy and Dee Dee, because there's so much footage of them. Mm-hmm. News conferences, like I said, it's all over everywhere. And you can see this for yourself. Dee Dee is constantly placing a, a degree of physical control over Gypsy by holding her hand, by hugging her from behind, mm-hmm. by always being touching her, like her arm and stuff. Gypsy later goes on to talk about how when they were in public, if she directly was asked a question about her health, her mother would squeeze her hand. Like, I'll, I got this. I will talk here. Okay. This is me talking now. Mm-hmm. Gypsy was also instructed numerous times when going to doctor's appointments that you just sit there and play with your doll. This is when adults talk. Mm-hmm. I will do the talking. You just sit there and don't move your legs. Mm-hmm. You just sit there. Yeah. She was told that numerous times before almost all appointments. I would imagine so. Yeah. So let me scroll back up to where I was. I was on, yeah, the report here. So, yeah, he's the one that's like, Dr. Flasterstein's like the one that kind of points this out. But what he didn't realize that is that at this point, Gypsy was also already having her own doubts. Okay. But obviously couldn't vocalize that. Okay. So, where was I? Um, this visit that they had with Dr. Flasterstein in, what was it, 2007? It happened at Mercy, Mercy Plus, yeah, either Mercy or Mercy Plus Children's Hospital in Springfield. This is the last documented time at that hospital until about 2015. And... Later, Gypsy's attorney points out that she thinks Dee Dee was on to him because Gypsy's attorney down the road goes to point out how Dee Dee, after this, would, I can't remember exactly who she'd write to, but she would request every doctor's, like, report back to her so she could see what their, like, what their official report was and who they passed it off to. Okay. So when she saw that, that's when she cut ties. Okay. Because she's reading this going, he's calling me a fucking liar. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we are not going back to this guy. And he's going to spread the word. Like, so, Dr. Flasterstein is cut off. hmm So, but at this time, Gypsy had essentially known she was able to walk, but obviously was, like, nervous. Yeah. Because she's been told her entire life up until this point, you can't walk. Yeah. You're in this chair. She's taking hundreds of medications. Like... Yeah. A, a list of them. I don't have this list. It's, like, very extensive. I would Ugh. be listing out, like, medical words that I l- just can't even pronounce. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because a lot of them were to, like, treat leukemia, treat muscular dystrophy. Like, they're all extremely heavy medications. Yeah. So, 
and like even yeah like you said you you thought your whole life that you can't walk and then you figure out that you can but you but you don't have the experience of having walked for all of those years yeah so like the coordination the muscle mass like you still even if yeah. you didn't have muscular dystrophy you would have less muscle mass than the average oh person, that's exactly right? what i have like, here yeah so it would be difficult yeah to, to get especially around. You like your just, first like, time like yeah you couldn't just like get up and run away yes. you know because the picture that gypsy paints for us is that she kind of part of me realized it like when she was alone mm-hmm. more so like oh i i can move my legs like yeah i am in control like I'm being told I can't walk, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Like. Especially when someone, like, you're hearing things being said about, like, quadriplegic and stuff. Or, like, yeah. no function in your legs or something like that where you're like, oh, okay, well, I can but, function. Like, yeah. I can move my toes. I can move my legs. Like, so that's that's not lining up there. Exactly. And then you would explore further. Yeah. Um. That's, like, exactly what I wrote here. So thank you. Yeah. I know, I, know. I don't have to read that out. That's Sorry. perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so also to like a lot of her like functionality again, like we said, was like heavily reduced from a lot of the medications that Dee Dee was feeding. Yeah. It, it it's later noted that a lot of these actually caused some symptoms w- to occur. I, I would imagine. So it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't always that they'd go into a doctor's appointment and it would appear right off the bat like they were lying. Mm-hmm. This is why they were able to get more medication, mm-hmm. more appointments. Because, yeah, like, Gypsy would go in and have, like, an extremely upset stomach over whatever and had a feeding tube placed in. <sighs> so that's something she talks about as being, like, one of the more traumatic surgeries she had gone through. Like, yeah, having her feeding tube, she wasn't able to, like, eat independently for basically all of her life. Like, yeah. because she was told she wasn't able to. Yeah. She had countless surgeries that she did not need to have. And I will get into those. I'll, like, list them out at the end. Um, So she's taking medication that's causing a lot of these problems. And it's just... It's fucking shitty. Like, um, because she had a feeding tube, Gypsy talks about in both interviews that... The reason why she wasn't able to just... Because she gets questioned a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, the... This is what I mean by, like, there's bias. There's going to be people listening to this going, like, well, why didn't she, if she knew she could walk, why couldn't she just fucking stand up and prove it wrong and not have to do this? And it's, like, those questions are asked. It's not like they're not asked. So, with as for the medication, her response is, I had a feeding tube placed in, and she was able to quite literally inject whatever she wanted into me as I was sleeping. Yeah. So Absolutely. a lot of times certain medications were put into me without my knowledge, without my consent, and yeah. while I was sleeping. You would have no idea. No idea. What these medications, even if you could read the names of them, how yes. would you know what they contain and what they're supposed exactly. to do? Exactly. Exactly. And especially at her age too. Like, I, I something I was a little frustrated with in both documents, documentaries, especially with how they question Gypsy. They question her now as an adult because she very much is an adult now, but... What they what they don't realize they're questioning is is they're questioning past Gypsy who was a very much a minor at the time where yeah. they're like well why didn't you just do this and it's like regardless of the scenario she's still a kid who was extremely sheltered from the real world and has no fucking clue what's going on no like it's it's literally she just goes by what her mother says what she's told to say and that's about it 
Yeah. She's not really going to school like a, like all the other regular kids on her street. She's, she doesn't have a lot of access to the internet. No, obviously. she's very confined from that. Like, even the times where she is caught using any kind of device, it's immediately taken away. Yeah. And restricted. And we will get more into that kind of restriction as Gypsy ages because naturally teenagers behave the way teenagers do. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... It's just kind of progressing, right? So in 2010, which that would make Dee Dee or Gypsy how old at this point? Well, she's born in 91. Yeah. Then she'd be 19. Yes. Around there. Yeah. So in 2010, Dee Dee was telling everyone that Gypsy was 14, including oh. Gypsy. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, she was 19. By then, this is kind of when Gypsy knew she just wasn't as sick as her mother claimed she was. Okay. And she was, like, well aware at this point in her timeline that she could walk. Mm-hmm. So at this point, she is keeping up the facade that she's unable to walk. Right. And this is the part that she catches a lot of flack for. Okay. Because there's a period in time where, like, the people that were closest to them, like, the neighbors, the friends of them, people that donated, they were really upset because they felt lied to by both Dee Dee and Gypsy. Mm-hmm. Which I understand. But, yeah. I, I understand being very confused. Um, these these people also, they don't they don't hold this necessarily against Gypsy anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like in that moment where they were like, why couldn't she just come and talk to me? Yeah. It's hard for people to understand. Like, why didn't this scared little girl just come and tell me the truth? Because mm-hmm. you take it personally, right? But it's like... Yeah, which I understand. But at the same time, like... She I can believes, never, yeah. I can never fully understand the position that Gypsy was in. I, I, that's I never, can't even put my brain there. Like, I, no, it's very hard for me to wrap my head around it's, what I would be like as a 19-year-old person who had gone through everything yeah. she went through. And I think she believes she's 14 because I don't know if she's... Well, I, you would I definitely not know exactly how old you are. There's yeah. no way. I think like, she has a like, sense of it maybe, but like... She might have suspected like that she was a bit older than she was, but yeah. to not even know your own age? Yeah. Like, that's something I can't wrap my head around. Because you have no identity then. You just have yeah. no sense of your own identity because everything you know about yourself is told to you. Yeah. Like, you're Haley, you have brown hair, but you're this and this and this and list out all these other things and you're like, okay, well, A, B, and C seem true, so all of these other things must be true. Mm-hmm. So it was also around this time. Um, It was hard to find for sure when this happened in the timeline because Gypsy mentions it in several interviews, but this this seems to be the most logical time point that it happens in around this time when she was like 19 that um, Gypsy claimed that Dee Dee actually had contacted a lawyer to draw up papers releasing all decision-making rights to Dee Dee, outright stating that Gypsy was just incompetent. Because she's telling everybody that she has the mental age of seven. My daughter is, quote unquote, slow. She can't make medical decisions for herself. She can't make those decisions. So we're going to sit down together with this lawyer. We're all signing this. Mm -hmm. So now going forward, as you age into adulthood where I lose rights for you, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to be in charge. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. But keep in mind, Gypsy's like very, very heavily skeptical at this point. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, just a bit more aware of what's going on. Just a bit. Yeah. So now we, we're going to move on to 2011, so she's about 20. Um, Gypsy had made her first attempt at escaping. Oh. 
she had met a man. His identity has not been disclosed. I tried to find it. Doesn't really matter. It's it's because it's also questionable too on his end. Okay. Um, because keep in mind, everyone thinks she's like fourteen, fifteen. Right. Okay. Yeah. We're the only ones that know how old she really is. Yeah. She yeah. is very much to the public eye a minor. Like yeah. Like a child. 15, yeah, for sure. So that's why we're just not going to get into that because it's a whole other can of worms. But. Anyways, she meets this man at a science fiction convention that she attended with Dee Dee. Gypsy began communicating with this man online and had, like, an, an ongoing, like, relationship, like, a friendly one. Like, not necessarily, like, a sexual one. Just, this is a friend I'm communicating with. Mm-hmm. She, she was 19 at this time. Mm-hmm. But he thought she was 15. Like, everyone very much thought that. Um, the man was 35. So he took Gypsy back to his hotel room. Um, But I guess they had mutual friends. So mutual friends had seen Gypsy with him and called Dee Dee like right away. Right. So Dee Dee showed up and was just like, let's fucking go. And then when they got home, Gypsy recalls Dee Dee saying, if you ever try to do that again, I'm going to smash your fingers with the hammer. Oh. And she says this in... Just about every single article and interview and documentary. Like, it's one of her more consistent stories because the other thing people have a difficult time with Gypsy about is that her story doesn't necessarily change. It's just very minor details change. And I think that's more so, like, a confusion result. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, when you are asked to, like, look back on your time and remember things you're gonna be like well that's when i was supposed to be 15 but i was actually this and you know like it's it's hard to like using as hell yeah yeah especially again remember she's on like hundreds of medications like like as if that's not gonna affect your awareness and your brain function and like all this stuff like of course it is yes like that has i think that has so much more of a weight than people think it does well yeah think about the way it's portrayed in media when someone's like you know like put into a psych ward and they're all like heavily doped up and it's like they can't even function they can't talk they can't think for themselves like like she's on like muscle relaxants like like, everything like (laughs) that's that's that plays a a role for sure yeah a huge role like um later gypsy testifies during like nicholas's trial that um after this escaped attempt dd smashed her computer and cell phones and then also chained her to her bed for two weeks she talks about there being a handcuff that was like put on the side of her like bed where it was used like both threateningly of like if you misbehave that's what's going on tonight kind of thing mm-hmm. which is very sad like oh. it's that's a prisoner you have a prisoner is basically what it is well yeah i mean she's been keeping her as a prisoner her whole life and now it's just like she's not really hiding it anymore yeah you know like she was trying to do it subtly before and with the medication and then not letting her walk and all that stuff but like now she's just like straight up like i'm keep i'm holding you prisoner yeah i'm gonna handcuff you to the bed yeah and i think the other super confusing thing is and this is something gypsy talks about and it's it's really hard to not empathize with this is she has a very complicated, confusing relationship with her mom because she goes on to talk about how they, they do still have good times together. Yeah. That's I would imagine the thing. So. She's like, there, there was still good within the bad. It's just the bad was so bad. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. but it's, it's difficult when you look back and you're just like, but there were times where she cared so much. Like, mm-hmm. how did this happen? Like, it's just, mu- I, you, it's so complicated. Like, yeah. so, pardon me. That's a full bubble. Wow. Okay. Um, two, so we're now we're on to like 2012, roughly. During this year, Gypsy continued to use the internet in secret whenever Dee Dee would go to bed. Like, she was just able to kind of, I think, I think for the first little while she was using Dee Dee's phone and just like deleting history after. And then I think she was able to start using like a laptop later on. It was like a little confusing to narrow down exactly like what device she was using, but okay. doesn't really matter. Either way, she had access after that, like some time had passed and things had cooled off and she was like, I'm going to try again. She's also c- still communicating with her her friend Aaliyah too throughout all of this. Like, oh okay, okay, yeah. Just general chat here and there. Like she, Aaliyah was one of the more people she was a little bit more open with about things, but not to the extreme that she probably should have been. Okay, because that's something Aaliyah comes forward later and talks about. Um, but so at this point, she began using a Christian dating site. Like I think it was Christian Mingle, and she met a man named Nicholas Godijohn. He was from Big Bend, Wisconsin, and he has di- um, he's been diagnosed with autism. He also, in 2013, um, he had pleaded to, like, no contest to dis- disorderly conduct for watching pornography on his laptop out of McDonald's and touching himself inappropriately for... And this is the point where I'm like, what the fuck? But it's it's documented for nine hours straight. How did it go on that long? That's my question. How did that is my question. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like so when you when you watch any documentary or anything, they it's on the news. Like his face plops up on the screen and they're like, This is him, and he was arrested for this for touching himself at a McDonald's for nine hours. And it's like how really? Because how did it take that long? Because I, what I was saying to Drew yesterday was the day that that guy came into Danier when Hillary and I were working and his dick was out, we waited until the second he left to call security. We didn't like wait nine hours. We didn't let him walk around for nine hours. Like, yeah, where, where was the McDonald's staff for nine well, hours that well, this guy's jacking off? Uncomfortable? Like, like, that's so weird. Like, and it's like if. And then on the other end, if they had called the police and it took the police nine hours to come and get him, then, like, what the hell is going on Then in that case, like, Like, holy uh, shit. Someone has to answer for these questions that we have. (laughs) Like, Like, just went on for a little bit too long, you guys. So many questions. So, anyways, they developed, like, their online relationship. And this lasted for about, like, two and a half years online predominantly. Okay. Um... In 2014, this was the first time that Gypsy had confided in Aaliyah Woodmancy, her neighbor slash friend, about Nicholas. So she finally was like, okay, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Aaliyah, like, I have a boyfriend. And she she goes on, she, like, asks Aaliyah, like, I don't know how to kiss. Like, I've never kissed a boy before. Like, Mm -hmm. all of these things. Like, I have a boyfriend. He's this much older than me. But, like, we're in love and we want to get married. And, like, it's all very very innocent off the bat Mm -hmm. where it's very fairy tale and Aaliyah was like you seem like this is moving much faster than it needs to be moving like she was right off the bat like we want to get married Mm -hmm. like we're how long had they been talking at this point at this point that she's talking to Aaliyah about like a year or two okay but it's all online they've never met in person at this point Mm -hmm. like for sure and Aaliyah's also thinking like unfortunately like you're extremely sheltered like 
you've never met him and you've also never had a relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, this is your first everything. Mm -hmm. So it's, she's trying to say, like, don't jump in with both feet. Like, Mm -hmm. and Aaliyah also talks in both documentaries about how she did kind of warn Gypsy that, like, men aren't always as they seem. Like, you do have to go into things with, like, a little bit of, like, take things with a grain of salt. Like, he might not be your knight in shining armor. He might be a regular person, Mm -hmm. you know? Because, and a lot of things that get highlighted, too, is how, because Gypsy was so sheltered, a lot of what she knows about relationships is strongly just based off of, like, Disney films. Right, right. Because that's all she's been shown. Yeah. So, um... So, yeah, Gypsy's telling Aaliyah that they, they're they planning a future together. They had discussed eloping. They've, like, exchanged sexual photos online and whatnot. Um, this was only talked in about one documentary, which is why, like, I say, like, when you do your research on this case, there's bias. Because there's, there's the side that's trying to make Nicholas out to be more scary than he is. Okay. And then there's the other side where, you know, if you don't talk about it, it makes him seem like he's way more innocent than he is. Okay. So it's, that's what I mean by it's, you, if you have all the information, you can try and just take it how you will. But there were like elements of BDSM involved in their relationship. Like he, he is the one that like exposed Gypsy to this and outright said, this is what I'm into. Mm-hmm. I expect you to be my slave. I'm your master. And this is how our relationship is. Okay. But again, it's like, it's all online. Mm -hmm. So nothing physically damaging is happening at this point between them. Like, yeah. But Aaliyah was very alarmed to hear that because she was just like, we're kids. Like you, I mean, this doesn't sound like a healthy first relationship. And how old is Nicholas? Again? Oh my god. Where did I had his birthday literally written down like right there and now it's gone. Nicholas at this time was Because I know she said he was yeah. older than her. I think at the time that they met he was 25. But why is his birthday like just gone? I literally had it sitting right there because I like knew that was gonna come okay. up. But even a general age. He and she technically would have been early twenties, but she, yes, but like the public is still believing she's like seventeen, maybe mm-hmm. at this point. Okay, I can't find it; it's gone now. No, that's okay. But he he is older than her, just not not he's, like twenty year difference. He's a few years older than her actual age, and like several more years older than the age that people think she is at this time. Exactly, and that she might think she is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the confusing part, right? <laughs> it's like... Yeah. I don't... Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know this either, but it's like, I don't know when she starts to realize, like, how old she actually is, right? So... Yeah. It's and, hard to know. And that's know. the thing is, like, I, I actually don't know when Gypsy realized her precise age. Yeah. Because that's not a fact that gets talked about. That's yeah. just something you and me are like, we want to know. That's yeah. a detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's... Yeah, for some reason, it's, like, one of the things where it's just, like, she's not like, and this is the year I realized I was 20. You know what? Like, it yeah. just doesn't get talked about. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> Gypsy comes up with a plan. Because she knows that she can't outright tell Dee Dee I'm dating somebody. Because that would have to include admitting that she's been on the internet. 
something she is not allowed to do. Yeah, for like years. So she's like, I have to stage a way for me to meet Nicholas in person Mm -hmm. whilst my mother is there. That way it's natural. Mm -hmm. And then we can just date from there. Mm -hmm. So they came up with a plan to stage the meeting in real life, like with Dee Dee being able to like witness this. Hoping that Dee Dee would allow them to date. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe Which was a stretch to begin with. I was going to say maybe a bit naive. Yeah. So Nicholas traveled to Springfield, Missouri. I can't remember the distance, but it's like, it's a fucking trek. Like, it's not just like a 20 minute drive. I think it's like a few hour bus ride kind of thing. Mm -hmm. To meet Gypsy and Dee Dee at a movie theater. Uh, where they, so Gypsy and Dee Dee were going to see Disney's Cinderella. That That's what came out this year, 2015. Like the new Cinderella. Yeah, yeah, the live action one. Yeah. 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 The meeting did not go as well as they had hoped because Dee Dee, I mean, honestly, this, this is one of those points where I was like, yeah, you know what? I probably would have said the same thing, actually, because... Gypsy goes and wants to bump into this guy and sit with him, but he's this creepy older guy that's seeing a children's movie alone by himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so Dee Dee's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, we came to see this movie together. I don't know this guy. I don't like this guy. And he's obviously very interested in your daughter because he's... you don't know, but he's been talking to her for like two years. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's like... And now he wants, he's got this special interest in you in this movie theater. And this is a, like, she just couldn't get over the fact that it was a children's movie. Like, that's something Dee Dee keeps talking about. And it's interesting because when Gypsy's talking about the scenario, she's like, yeah, when I look back on it, it's kind of weird. Like, why would he do that? And I wanted to be like, Gypsy, you're the one that came up with this plan with him. Like, (laughs) you can't act surprised here. Like, he was only doing what you instructed him to do. So there was like a moment where she tried to kind of like skirt responsibility on that that i was like wait a minute no no no, 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 no. no. you two motherfuckers (laughs) so um during the movie gypsy actually snuck out into like the lobby and went to the bathroom with nicholas where they both confirmed that they had sex in there because she wanted to lose her virginity to him wow very sneaky. So Okay, that's risky. I know. So Gypsy explains this experience as they were able to successfully go to the bathroom, complete this transaction, if you will, leave. And by the time they had left the bathroom, Dee Dee was stomping out of the theater looking for her. I'm sure she so was. So it was like right in the nick of time that they pulled this off, basically. Okay. And they were like, well, we were just getting snacks kind of thing. Yeah. I think Dee Dee obviously like knew what was going on. Um, and then after that, like, Dee Dee kept, or sorry, Gypsy kept trying to, like, spend more time and attention on Nicholas. Um, but a Dee Dee was saying, or Gypsy was saying that Dee Dee was getting quite jealous and made it clear that, like, I was spending too much attention on him. And, like, she was getting jealous and beta- behaving jealously. Yeah. About this, like, attention where she was just like, I just want to talk about Nicholas all the time kind of thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess Gypsy claims that like after this, it led to a lot of arguments that lasted several weeks. Dee Dee would yell and throw things, call her names like bitch, slut, and whore. The usual things that, you know, a really loving mother would call their daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was after the movie theater incident that Gypsy decided that Dee Dee needed to be taken care of. Because they realized after the meeting not going well and how it sparked so many 
arguments after the fact that Gypsy came to the conclusion that they would never be able to be together so long as Dee Dee was around. Yeah. That's how they saw it. I mean, I would probably see it that way too. Yeah. Um, As far as like Dee Dee being so controlling over her life. Right? Yeah. Like to be honest, like throughout this whole story, I'm thinking like, because you have to think like with Munchausen by proxy, you're like, what is the end goal here? Yes. Right. Um, And I guess the only thing I can think of is that like your daughter will be completely reliant on you for the rest of their life. So they'll never leave you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so, no, I don't think Dee Dee would ever have supported her um, leaving in any kind of way or finding independence in any kind of way because that's the whole point of what she was doing exactly. she did not want her to be independent she wanted yeah. her to be dependent that was the her. point yes so no she wouldn't she never i don't think would have let her leave no definitely not definitely not and it's funny to you when to your point of you saying to what end i i was going to save it for later but we can talk about it now um how i had mentioned earlier something that Dee, Dee had said to Rod about how she won't live past 18. Her saying that is what makes me wonder what her end game was mm -hmm. because there needs to be an end game. When yeah. you have a plan, you have an ending to that plan. Mm -hmm. You might not know how you're going to get there, but there, there needs to be an ending. So what was the ending to Dee Dee's plan prior to what obviously occurs next? Mm -hmm. That's what I, that's what I wish we could know. Yeah. We'll get to it. But it's just, I, I need an, I wish there was a way of finding a journal or something that has what her end game was. Because it's like, you don't say, oh, our daughter's never going to live past 18 unless you have something in mind. Mm -hmm. Was she planning on killing Gypsy eventually? Or did she just, was she just so convinced that like with all of these quote unquote ailments. Yeah. There's just no possibility that she could live past 18 with yeah. not being able to walk and taking all these medications. And, like, guaranteed, yeah. I mean, like, if this went on, Gypsy wouldn't have lived, like, an average lifespan. Like, no. all of this trauma to her body and her brain, like, would have deteriorated her. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, the medications alone. I think she yeah. would have lived, obviously, she, she lived past 18, but, like, we don't know how long she actually would have lived in this hostage yeah. scenario. Yeah. So it, you're right. Dee Dee could have been like, we'll just see how long she lives. Or if she lives longer than I want her to. Yeah. Then I'll take that into my own hands. It, yeah. It's very possible. Yeah. Or again, just Gypsy getting to this point where she's gaining independence and she wants independence and Dee Dee not being okay with that. That yeah. could have triggered something as well. Exactly. Eventually. Yeah. So... After all of this, this is when Gypsy and Nicholas start essentially planning. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, all, all reports and all messages, Nicholas was quite hesitant in the beginning. Um, you in, in the documentaries, there's a lot I leave out, too, because, again, like, like with most cases, if I included everything, we would be talking about this for, like, 75 parts. But I wanted just once to have everything wrapped up in one part, and that's it. I understand. So if you want more information, I'm going to list the documentaries I watch, and you can go and see the stuff that I've skipped over and just glossed over. Yeah. That'll be in the show notes. Um, but they did do a lot of planning, a lot of texting back, back and forth about how it should go down, like, the logistics of everything. Um, 
Nicholas goes on to talk about how he believes he has multiple personalities. He does admit that he's never been diagnosed with this. However, he still refers to his other personalities. He's got like a bad one, an evil one. Like he talks about them in his like interview in, in okay. the police room. So he he told Gypsy that he'll just have like his evil personality do it. Okay. He also did make Gypsy, be, considering she was like his sub, have, it's like not a major point, but he, he made Gypsy create personalities to match his personality so that his alter personalities could have a girlfriend as well. Okay. It, that's, that there alone is only shown in one documentary and not in another and only in certain places. That's what I mean by like, it's... There's a lot of information out there. It's just like, you know, some of it makes the case weirder and more complex. And then in other ways, it makes it like easier to be like, they're the bad guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's just, yeah. ah, my brain hurts. So they, they did plan everything out and had like a rough idea of how this was going to go. So Nicholas was to like show up late at night and Gypsy would open the door for him so that he didn't have to like touch anything hand him gloves and a knife he would go and do this and she would hide and kind of clean things up because like her dna can be there his mm -hmm. can't yeah yeah for sure so um where am i here it was the 14th okay so on june 14th of 2015 um Nicholas Godijohn traveled to Missouri, checked into a motel. He waited for a text from Gypsy, essentially like saying like, yep, she's, it's, we're good. We're, we're going, um, confirming that Dee Dee was asleep. So he then traveled to the Blanchard house where Gypsy gave him the knife as it, like the plan had laid out. Mm -hmm. She went and hid in the bathroom with her hands over her ears while Nicholas Godijohn stabbed Dee Dee to death multiple times in the back Ugh. multiple times it is quite the gruesome scene only one documentary showed images of it i really wish they hadn't um i don't think Dee, Dee needed to be seen like that no um i it, it didn't need to be shown i really don't think it needed to be shown like the other documentary showed like the house kind of in like disarray but yeah. They did a good job of leaving that out because yeah. nobody needs to be remembered like that. Like, I got to say this, Dee Dee's already not being remembered that not that nicely. Yeah. In my opinion right of now, course, like, of course. not a lot of people are, you know, rooting for Dee Dee in the story to begin with, but nobody deserves this level of, I don't know, maliciousness. Like, it, yeah. it's very violent. Yeah, of course. The scene. Like, that's, yeah. Um... So Gypsy says that she also, like, she later on talks about how she didn't think he'd actually end up doing it and stuff. Like, she talks about hearing everything unfold. Like, she's able, like she said, even through my hands, I could hear everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. She talks about it quite explicitly in the one documentary about how, like, he, watching and hearing something like that happen in a movie is extremely different than it being the real thing. And obviously... I can't imagine she's far off about that. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope I never have to find that out. But yeah, I would imagine that's I'd imagine. true. Yeah, exactly. Um, she does talk about how Dee Dee had called out her name about like three or four times. 
and she just gets to live with that now. Mm. So, immediately after the murder, um, Gypsy and Nicholas had went and stayed overnight in this motel in Springfield before catching a bus to his hometown in Big Bend, Wisconsin. So, something they had also done was... And I, I don't know why they did this, but this is kind of the thing that like nailed their asses to the wall really hard is they took the murder weapon and mailed it literally from Gypsy's home to Nicholas's home. Uh, so just keep that, if you will. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... They're gone. They're they're at this motel and they're traveling back to Big Bend, Wisconsin. It's the day after. So this the next day in the afternoon, there was a few very disturbing Facebook posts that had appeared on um Dee Dee and Gypsy's like shared Facebook page. The first one read, That bitch is dead. Oh. Which keep in mind, this is a shared Facebook account between a mother and daughter who have grown the sympathy and love of every single person in their their town yeah like again keep in mind they're still at this point very much like town celebrities everybody loves them there's nothing there's really no reason to be questioning them from an external point of view yeah because the only people that are like onto them is gypsy and a few doctors Mm -hmm. that's about it yeah it's not like public yet so they're very concerned like neighbors were like replying to this facebook post being like what are you are you okay what's wrong what's going on yeah is your facebook hacked like yeah all of these things there was another one that got like added into like the comment section that said and i'm quoting here um i fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet innocent daughter her scream was so fucking loud lol Oh. So. That's so alarming. That's so, like, it's just genuinely upsetting. It's putting myself in the perspective of some of these people reading that. Yes. To be like, that you would be so worried yes. about both of them. Mm-hmm. And that's such a graphic, aggressive yeah. post. So, before oh an gosh. initial search was done by police, um, because they were obviously immediately like brought into this yeah um but a pair of the neighbors um again i don't need to name them because they're working through their own trauma over this um but one of the men he he had actually climbed through the window to go look around the house to make sure everything was okay mm-hmm. he didn't see Dee. Dee. he went in and he was like everything seems normal it's very cold in here that's something he noted in the documentary he's like when i went in i was freezing like mm-hmm. i don't know if that's of any kind of note, but everything looks okay. It looks a little messy, but like nothing alarming. Did he just not go upstairs? Is that why? I, I don't know if he went into the bedroom the because bedroom, that's yeah. where Dee Dee was found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But so I think he just did like a quick look around. Like he, he came out and said that Gypsy's not in there and I don't see Dee Dee. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Yeah. So um, it was later confirmed by both like Gypsy and Nicholas that the post, the reason why they posted that. And they obviously could have done it a little bit nicer. Doesn't yeah, I don't know. I I can't figure out the reason. So tell me. <laughs> um, Gypsy <laughs> says it was to ensure that Dee Dee's body would be found. She said, "I couldn't stand the thought of her just there because what if it happened? What happens if it would have taken months to find her? So I wanted her found so she could have a proper burial." 
there are, I feel like there are other ways to ensure that. Yes, 100%. There are other okay. ways. There's, there, you know what? You could have done the Facebook posts. You could have, but you could have left out graphic horrifying details. Yeah. You could have been like, I am an unnamed person and I've just killed Dee Dee and that's it. Yeah, or like. Because that would have raised enough suspicion. Or you could have made like an anonymous phone call to the police or something. Like, I'm sure they were probably worried about tracking, but it's like, I, I don't know. know. There probably still was. There probably still are like a pay phones around somewhere. Like I don't see them anymore. But in yeah. 2015, there might have still been a couple where you could just stop at a pay phone and like call the police. Like, Absolutely. Or call There's, a neighbor. There you know are so many other like, ways they could have gone about this other than just posting on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's so much like wrong with this case. So they, the police had then at this point, like, obtained a warrant. The police had entered the Blanchard house and they found Dee Dee's body. This neighbor, that the one that had went through and, like, did a sweep and said he didn't see her, he is, like, still shaken. I'm sure. Because he talks about how he's like, I just walked around in that house and I didn't see a body, but there was a body in there of someone Mm -hmm. that I once cared about so strongly. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he talks about it and it's like, it's, it does something to you. <laughs> like I'm it's, sure it does. Like, yeah. yeah, that would be to know that you almost walked in and saw that. Yeah. And yeah. then what they go on to find out is, this is what I mean by like, these people are just, they're still recuperating. Like, I hate to break yeah. it to you guys, but 2015 wasn't as long ago as it sounds. Like, it's, I honestly always forget how recent this case was. Yeah. I always thought that this like all transpired in like the early 2000s I know. or something. Like, I forget how recent it was it's very recent so they're in there they find Dee Dee's body this is when Aaliyah comes forward and she's talking to the police because a lot of like friends and neighbors excuse me all came forward and gave like statements just even like outside on the lawns like well this is like this is what I know about them this is where Gypsy might be this is you know that's what this happened this is what I saw yeah so Aaliyah tells the police about um Gypsy and the relationship she has online with someone named Nicholas Godijohn um, they were then able to obtain his IP address from Facebook and track him and Gypsy down to his home in Wisconsin. Yeah. So they're like, naturally, okay, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty straight shot. I would yeah. say once like, well, considering Dee Dee or not Dee Dee, um, Gypsy told Aaliyah his full name. That's not gonna, no, that's never gonna that's, go over well. That, that's gonna yeah help them find him pretty quickly pretty pretty quickly pretty pretty fast yeah. pretty quickly yeah yeah they and they they also weren't necessarily like secretive like there's like security cam footage of them getting on a bus to nicholas's place like it you know what Aaliyah helped find them even faster but even without Aaliyah's help they, they would oh they would have found because them. they're yeah they're both young and yeah. they're both not thinking straight yeah like to put it politely they're just they weren't thinking well they're not um, master criminals no Right? No, like they they thought that they could yeah. be, but like they both, no, they both to their own degree have some kind of intellectual impairment at this point. Yeah. Like gypsies being coming from a sheltered home and like not having a good grasp on like the real world, and yeah, Nicholas and definitely... having a diagnosis of autism and his yeah. other issues going on personally. So it's like they're both kind of in this like state of not being in like a real timeline i don't know yeah and gypsy's development would definitely have been atypical considering everything yeah that she was put through yeah so so you're right no definitely even though yeah even though she is like a sort of a grown i I, you'll i'm sure you'll get to like what sort of ailments may if there were any real ones but it it, hypothetically even if there weren't she still wouldn't have grown up in a normal body exactly and mind yeah so 
Yeah. So the police from Waukesha County, like Gypsy's home, um, or sorry, no, this is in Wisconsin. My bad. This is where Nicholas's home is. Apologies. Um, they had gone and raided Nicholas's home. They found Gypsy and Nicholas, took them both into custody on charges of murder and felony armed criminal action. Um, the pair were extradited back to Missouri and held on a $1 million bond. Um, the friends of Dee Dee and Gypsy were initially relieved to hear that Gypsy had been found alive and well. Yeah. I mean... But then the yeah. Springfield Sheriff went on to warn in a press conference before things, like, went down. Because, like, video footage was about to be released that he knew was gonna fuck people up. Mm-hmm. For example, a video of seeing her walk through a lobby. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Yeah. And without any kind of medical assistance that helps. Yeah. Yeah, Like, so he went on to say things are not always as they appear. This is an ongoing investigation. Um, You know, he like goes into like a whole speech, like quite literally just like warning the community. Like, this is not what you guys think it is. You're going to have a lot of questions. Yeah. And we don't necessarily have all the answers to them right away, but you're going to, yeah, you're going to be fucked up in a minute. (laughs) Yeah. And I I actually, I really do like praise this police officer for doing this and going on and doing that because I feel like that did give people like a little bit of like a, okay, I need to mentally prepare for this. Yeah. A little bit of warning. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I respected it to say the least. Like... So obviously it quickly, very quickly emerged that Gypsy had never been sick and that Dee Dee had in fact engineered the year long, years and years long ruse that had fooled their entire community. Mm-hmm. So people are like sick to their stomachs. Yeah. Because, it, and this is the part that like gets me just so, this is what I mean by there are so many victims because there were organizations that dropped hundreds and hundreds of thousands to literally build a home for them mm-hmm. fully equipped donate vehicles to them send them on vacations on yeah like it it's quite literally like one of those things where these foundations look and they're probably like this is just like an embarrassing blip on our history now because you've you've fooled us yeah you know it's it's not right no uh, of course and of then course for not. your own community where people are out of their own pockets donating to you to help support you and pay for your bills rod for example who is still sending money for medical treatments all of these things like you're frauding people yeah you're you're frauding people both mentally emotionally and physically but also financially Mm -hmm. like it's it's a whole like oh yeah yeah I, i just i really felt for the people that came forward like the friends of them that did agree to be interviewed because I can't imagine how that felt because they were all crying. Mm-hmm. And it's it's rare that we watch documentaries where, like, every single person talking is emotional. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. usually one person that's like, you know, I've made my peace with it or whatever. Like, yeah. this is what happened. And they're able to, like, get through it. But, like, everyone is like, I am still fucked up because I thought this was a certain way and I feel duped. Like, Well, it would just, like, it would be really hard for something like that to not change your whole perspective of the world. Mm-hmm. Right, like to just have you be like, I can't, uh, I can't trust anything. Yeah. I can't trust anyone. Like, every people are bad, you know. Yeah. Like, just uh, and vicious and evil and manipulative and like it. Yeah, it would be hard to not look at things that way after that. I think. Yeah. You know. 
it, it's and it would be so confusing too in the sense of like people they talked about how they were so upset that Dee Dee had done this to Gypsy, but now they're having conflicting emotions about, well, does Dee Dee deserve to die? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and then that's where you that's sit. That's the big controversy that's here, right? Thing. That is the issue where you're like, yeah, you know what? When you hear this, when you take out the murder, when you take it out and you're hearing just about everything Dee Dee did to Gypsy, there is a piece of you, whether you want to admit it or not, that you're like, I really fucking hope she gets what's coming to her. Of course. Because like of that, course. that's what you think. You're just like, who does this to not just any child, but your own child? Like you just, this is what I meant by like, to what end? Yeah. Like where would it have ended? Would it have well, ended it's, with... It's, it's abuse. It's, 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 it's straight up abuse. That's all like, it is. Yeah. You're abusing your child. And that's the question you have to ask yourself is, and some people will answer this differently. Someone yeah. who is a child abuser, do you think they deserve to be murdered? Some people will absolutely say yes. You don't, you don't deserve to have a life and if you treat children thing. that way. Some people will see it that way. Yeah. Whereas other people will say, I think they deserve to be punished, maybe yeah. put in prison yeah. or have their child taken away from them. But but we can't play God here. Yeah. And and that's valid as well. And that's the thing. And and if you're curious what my stance is, is like as as absolutely horrifying as all of it is, I I truly don't think anybody deserves to be murdered. I don't think that's the answer. I do strongly believe that Gypsy acted in what she thought at that particular moment was her personal safest route. Obviously, we know now there were other options. We know that. And she knows that now. We'll get to that part. Mm -hmm. I I really just, I really wish Dee Dee was around so that she could face her consequences alive. Of course. Oh, I completely agree. Okay. Um, I completely agree. Yeah. I, and also, I think it is probably important to note that from the sounds of it, Dee Dee was also a very sick person. Yes. You, you'd have to be. You would have to be. You'd have to be. Like, like, you just, you don't do that without there being something wrong. And and, like. and her, and it's hard to know because like you said, she's gone now and we can't. We ask can't her, ask the question. We can't look inside her brain and know. But it was her illness distorting her reality to the point where she believed she was doing the right thing? Yeah. Or because that that is sometimes the question of mental illness when yes. people do not all mental not all mental illness because yes. not everyone who's mentally ill does do like oh, does absolutely. things like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, for the very few scenarios where they do, we that like you have to look at what their reality looked like and what they believed are they doing what they think is right even though it's from the outside not right or do they know that it's wrong and they're doing it anyways exactly that's there's a big difference yeah. there See, in culpability and and 100 i do agree with this and then what the the reason why i backpedal and then go i think i think she had full competency and again we'll never know but because she was also, like I said earlier, wanted in several states for basically doing the same thing just without harming yeah. an individual. I, it I doesn't, think no, it doesn't I look just, good for her. It's just, it just doesn't look good I know. for her. And, it's, and I don't, I don't sympathize with her. I, I just really don't. Want, I just wonder about it. Yeah. But yes, her track record definitely does not speak well for her as yeah. far as like knowing, like doing things that she knows are wrong. Yeah. Like it sounds like she had a pattern of that. Yeah. Um, 
well, I think watching both Gypsy and um, Nicholas's immediate police interrogations are are quite captivating. Um, Gypsy does kind of act a bit in this, okay. and the, it's the it's the one time where I find myself not believing her and being a little bit questionable of her. Okay. Um, it's more so there's like a, a 10 second part where the police officer, he already knows that Gypsy knows that Dee Dee is dead, mm-hmm. but he delivers the news to her as if she doesn't. And Gypsy puts on a show. Okay. And then moments later admits to knowing. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of like, it's one of those moments where you're just like, fuck, like you're you're torn because you're like just come clean right off the bat because then you're, it's gonna be so much easier for you you know what i mean when you're just like oh you just yeah just spill the beans and they're gonna go a lot easier on you like nicholas's interviews are also quite captivating because he's extremely calm but i also there's like a a degree of competency in question with him okay because his mother's also interviewed and she says he does have a diagnosis of autism he operates mentally at an age at the time, I think she said it was, like, 15, and he was, like, 25-ish at this time. Okay. So, she's... The mother is saying, like, I have actual proof, not DD version of proof, <laughs> yeah, no. to say that, like, my son isn't, like, operating at the same mental capacity as someone his age. Yeah. And it, it shows in his interviews, where, it's, like, yeah. he, he carries himself well, he is able to complete sentences, like, he communicates clearly and effectively, but the comprehension is is different mm-hmm. um he also it's the detective i like the way she interviewed him because she actually does make a note on how it is quite obvious that nicholas would have likely never done this if it wasn't for gypsy mm-hmm. like she like that he wouldn't have just gone out and killed somebody because he had no, the urge to do so. no no like yeah. he he obviously had other stuff going on with like masturbating in public that shouldn't be happening Mm -hmm. that that's a different can of worms we could have you know approached (laughs) privately at a different time but it's just like she's quite convinced and it's i also am after watching the interview that he did it out of love he just wanted to be with gypsy he thought this was the only way and gypsy did a good job of convincing him that yeah they for a moment try to make Gypsy out to be this like much more of an evil mastermind than she really is. Of course. Of which course. I don't think is fair because while yeah, she convinced him to do something he likely wouldn't have done without her persuasion, it likely wasn't very hard to convince him. No. So to give her this credit of being this evil mastermind that for months and months coerced him into doing murder isn't fair. No, I think it was a perfect storm of of all kinds of problems and, and yeah the scenario that that she was in and that yeah like you said she convinced him didn't take a lot of convincing yeah that, he wanted to be with her he truly loved her like he believed she was in danger which like technically she, she was. was yeah and he thought he was being her knight in shining armor yeah. yeah he really truly thought that he thought i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with her and the only way to get to that point to the point of our the rest of our lives is if she's out of the way because otherwise I can't be with this person and vice versa. So. And I think that's the one detail that really doesn't play well for them is that they believed it was the only way. Yeah. We obviously know there's other ways. Like, they know that now. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We, we, we'll we get to Gypsy now. Mm-hmm. 
So let's get a little bit more back to it because I was a huge tangent. <laughs> um, so on July 5th of 2016, almost like a full year after the murder, um, Gypsy had pleaded guilty to murdering Dee Dee and was sentenced to 10 years in prison for second degree murder. Um, the death penalty for both of them, I believe, was on the table. Okay. Um, but because of the, and I quote from the sentencing and the prosecutor um the extraordinary and unusual circumstances of the case they decided to operate with life in prison instead mm -hmm. which i think is probably reasonable i i agree like, i agree with that i agree yeah. um i don't think a, i don't think a jury would have had a, a very easy time sending either of these people to death no at all <laughs> like I couldn't imagine being on that jury. No. It's a difficult case. Like, here it, we are it, even it struggling really to is. just talk yeah. about it, where it's yeah. just like, what is right and wrong? Like, can't imagine that. So, um, so yeah, she, she was sentenced to 10 years. She is still serving her sentence. I'll get back to her in a minute. So we're going to jump forward to November of 2018. This is when Nicholas finally had his trial. I don't know why his took so much longer. It's just kind of the way it happens. Yeah. Um, he was also being charged on first degree murder. Um, his trial lasted four days. Gypsy testified. Um, there, there were a few other people that testified, but that's the one of note. Um, Gypsy also did talk about their master-slave relationship role, and Nicholas confirmed this and everything. Um, I don't know why that one's put in there. I'm not going to touch on that. Um, so it wasn't until February of 22nd in 2019. So what's that? November, December, January, February, four months later that he finally received his sentencing and he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for first degree murder and a concurrent 25 year sentence on the charge of armed criminal action. I don't know how the concurrent 25 year sentences work. I think that just means they do it at the same time, right? Yeah, I think so. So it's like yeah. life, but he's also serving a 25 year sentence basically. Yeah. So yeah. he has like a dual sentence. He does still try and contact Gypsy. Gypsy wants nothing to do with him. Um, she, it's be, she claims it's now because she has like been able to mature and grow and learn and realize that he is not the right person for her. Like she probably should have never been in contact with him to begin with. She realizes that now, not that this was his fault. Like she also openly admits that mm -hmm. she does admit that they were kind of just like the perfect storm for one another. Like you said, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's one or the other yeah. at all. I can't even sit here and blame one of them over the other. other. Exactly. They both carry blame in this scenario. Exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, I wanted to quote something here um, because in everything, in every interview, Gypsy has been asked like how she feels about this. Like, what would you do differently? Um, one quote that she constantly says is that she, she, I feel like I'm freer in prison than living with my mom because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. She does heavily regret everything that happens. She talks about it openly in all interviews. Um, I, I urge everybody to watch the documentaries that I've been talking about. Again, they will be in the show notes because... It is interesting seeing it from her perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a comment made by her friend Aaliyah because 
a few years into her sentence, um, Gypsy actually contacted Aaliyah and was kind of talking like she was at summer camp is how Aaliyah worded it, where she okay. was like, it kind of sounds like she's literally living a better life than she's ever lived before, which Aaliyah had a hard time, like, I don't know, agreeing with. She was like, it's weird to say something like that because it's fucked up. Like, okay. it's, it's awful to be like, oh, she's living the fucking time of her life in prison because she's killed her mother. Yeah. So it's like, on one hand, you're happy for her, but on another hand, a human being's dead. Yeah. Who, do we think, deserves to die? No, like, nobody deserves to be killed, but, like... Yeah. So it's just, like, this internal combat of, like, I'm happy she's happy, but, like, look at what we did you're to happy. get there. Yeah, you're happy because you did something really terrible. It, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um. Gypsy will be up for parole in 2024. It's soon. It's soon. There, I've also seen a lot of people... She'll probably get out, to be honest. She like, will likely get out. She will get out because she... It sounds like she feels remorse and she understands she what does. she did was wrong. And that's, like, one of the biggest things for people getting out on parole. And also... Um, yeah. She, yeah. Like, she, what was she sentenced to again? Ten years. Ten years. So, like, yeah. she'll get out eventually anyways. Either way. Yeah. I would imagine she'll get out before... Yeah. 10 years though um yeah um there's a lot of petitions that actually circle around mm -hmm. trying to free her earlier i would imagine so a lot of them and mm -hmm. because again everyone's feeling a bit differently about this case and there, there are people that feel very strongly that gypsy is a complete victim mm -hmm. uh, i'm not going to sit here and say she isn't a victim at all i'm just saying she's a victim for certain things and maybe not others yeah, I think she I think she definitely is a huge victim here. And the thing is for me that carries a bit more weight is that she was victimized for so long. Yeah. Whereas is Didi a victim? Of course. Um she was a victim in that moment of her death. Yeah. I think I don't take the trauma that that gypsy went through lightly i think that that's something that's lifelong and that yeah. again affected her development affected her view of the world her relationship with her mother um and all of that played a role in why she thought that was the right thing to do at that moment yeah so no i don't think she's some sort of evil mastermind or I that so. and i don't i think the same thing as nicholas for her if she was not in that scenario i don't think she would have been a murderer right and and that's the thing is that the context of the situation yeah to me makes her much more of a victim than maybe some people yeah. see her as do i think that that was the right route of course not no. but i completely understand her motivations behind it yeah because not only are you finding out that your mother has lied to you for your whole life but she's lied to you in a way that's ruined your whole life in a way in a sense yeah. like that up until yes. that point exactly you could then be free and then have your life yeah restructured and heal from that and whatever but exactly. up until that point your life has not been like good no you I, know i, I don't want to say like again she had happy times and stuff like that whatever but like that's not a life anybody would choose no you know so no. that's just yeah like it's hard it's it's a really tough case yeah um i wanted to list out where is it here the some of the like 
procedures that were performed on her because I think that is something that, like, again, I gloss over. But, like, literal surgeries were done. Mm -hmm. And, again, I think it's something, too, that a lot of even, like, the investigation I did into this case, it gets glossed over. It gets thrown in really casually. To me, I'm someone that thinks surgeries are, like, some of the most traumatic things, even if it's just, like, fixing a broken arm. Especially if you don't have to have it. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was estimated, and again, this is a fucking estimate, that Dee Dee had brought Gypsy to local hospitals over at least 100 times between 2005 and 2014. During these visits, she had multiple surgeries performed on her, including gastrointestinal operations, so she had a feeding tube put in, mm -hmm. eye procedures, they had corrected, like, something that didn't need to be corrected, basically. Oh, gosh. Which, again, raises, like, the concern of, like, why did the doctors do surgery? Like, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's a whole other, like, thing where we could probably dive into each and every one of these doctors and say, hey, like, this is also a crime that happened. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, she also had the removal of her salivary glands done. And I'm not entirely oh. sure why. It was mentioned in all documentaries and all research, but the reason as to why, I didn't understand. Well, I know that that can be done as far as, like, if, uh, if someone, okay, so basically your saliva is used to, like, lubricate your food to mm -hmm. make it easier to, like, not only, like, swallow, but then there's enzymes in your saliva that make it easier to digest. So, yeah. one, depending on when this happened, if she had a feeding tube, then you don't have any necessarily, like, function for all of your saliva. Yeah. Um, And two, I know that people with certain conditions where they have, like, drooling, that might be something where they would consider removing not right. all of your salivary okay. glands okay. but that's i'm that's why i'm assuming not all of them were removed but maybe one one or two or a few or i don't know how many there are um that could be another reason so again in combination with her feeding tube that that would maybe be a justification for one why like she wouldn't need them and two maybe fixing some sort of problem that dd is coming up yeah. with that's the only thing i can yeah. I, I can assume. Okay. Yeah, because I was just like, I don't understand. But yeah. Um, on like a happier note, this is just something that I like, that I like that has come out of it is that Rod and Gypsy's relationship. So Rod is Gypsy's father, if you've forgotten by now, but it's it's been able to like flourish from this, um, which I think is like for his end of things, the best possible closure he could have because he spent all of the beginning stages of Gypsy's life being framed as, as this walking piece of shit. Yeah. And he's finally able to have that, like, redemption of, like, I'm not this bad guy. Mm -hmm. I just want a relationship with my daughter, my flesh and blood, who I would have protected differently had I been allowed to be there. Yeah, she probably would have had a very different life. Yeah. Like, because every time Rod tried to see them, they would move further or they yeah. would do this. And she made it very, very impossible for Rod to get to her. Yeah. Um, he even just recently in an article uh, this year, in 2022, um, he talks about how his relationship now is completely different. He, that she, that Gypsy's able to tell him anything. They talk all the time, like over the phone and visits, like they've really grown into like a beautiful father-daughter relationship. And I think that's like one of the really good things to come out of this is yeah. she likely would have never had that and neither would he. 
No, no, so probably to not. some degree he got his daughter back. Yeah. And that's, I think, like, I think I just want to leave it there. I don't know why, but that's kind of where I wanted to leave it. I just wanted to clarify. Yes. That, d- were there any more lists of surgeries that you were going to go through? Because you just said there was a list and I wasn't sure. I didn't want you oh to. Oh my God. Yes. You don't need to. I just wasn't sure if you were like at the end of the episode after we stopped recording, you're like, whoa, I only, I stopped at three and then there was like 18 of them. I don't know, but. That was what I had in my note, but there there was more. I think that was it. I think there's, there was more, like she was put under for different like examinations, but I think these were the actual operations. Those was, were like the three oh, actual she had surgeries a she went teeth through. operation. This, okay. I didn't list this one down. She had her teeth completely like reconstructed due to medication deteriorating all of her teeth. Oh, yes. Okay, which is that. like a huge, a huge thing. That makes sense. Um, She also had the removal of her feeding tube and then like it was like replaced or something later. It was a weird point in one of the documentaries where it was just like there was a reason for it to be like taken out and then put back in it, it, it could just... have just gotten infected or something yeah, yeah which is just like sucks yeah but those were the major ones was okay. the eye procedure teeth procedure the salivary glands and the, the feeding initial tube. feeding tube yeah yeah which all fucking suck but yeah 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 oh well 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 here we are so how do you feel <laughs> I think I, uh, I think I, yeah, I think I feel like I said, I, I do feel like Gypsy was a victim. I don't think what happened to Dee Dee was right. Yes. But up until that point, Dee Dee was not a victim in my mind. No. Um, no. She's a murder victim. And, and it was a, yeah. a, something that didn't have to happen. So would we all have felt better if Gypsy asked someone for help and then Dee Dee went to prison of course yeah but that's not the way it happened and I think the main point for me is that this child for most of the time she was a child was being held in a situation that to me sounds so terrible it's such a twisted fucked up form of abuse that most people don't go through yeah um that like looking at that like all I can think about is like I just want her out I just want her out of that situation because that's terrible yeah and she did get out the means that she used I don't agree with and obviously she regrets that now as she should and and to be honest like again I don't 100% blame her but she also like like through this fucked up Nicholas's life too right like he's in prison for the rest of his life he is and if he had never met her he probably wouldn't have been at least not for murder yeah so again i don't blame her fully he still has to take responsibility for his actions but it's still he's almost collateral damage in this yeah so that's that's a shame as well um but do i think like her serving a 10-year sentence fits the crime considering the situations like kind of i kind of do like she she the 10 years is not a short period of time even if she like gets out after seven or eight she served time in prison to to repent and like understand her actions and and develop remorse for it and yeah. like understand what she should have done instead and you can never bring Didi back of course but again like Didi didn't sound like the greatest fucking person either and that's the thing so i don't think she deserved to die but 
she also is won't be the Gypsy first person re- without her? <laughs> resurrecting. Like, yeah, like, of yeah. course. Like, it sounds like a lot of people probably are better off without Dee Dee in their lives. Well, but and that's the thing. Like, it's, I'm not afraid to say that. She doesn't sound true. like she was giving anyone a lot of joy. Exactly. And this is kind of like the, like, I don't know, ethical dilemma. Like, of course. people that are, like, directly involved in the story find themselves in because they're like i'm torn because i had a friendship with her but i also like don't want her back but it's just but the thing is is that i feel like i almost feel like about dd the way i feel about the death penalty because if you feel like if you agree with the death penalty then you might you might agree with what dd got yeah and that's the thing is like the biggest question about that right is that can we play god and so that's what that's why a lot of people don't agree with the death penalty they're like we shouldn't get to choose who dies yes right because whether you whether you call it it or not it's murder you're murdering someone just legally oh yeah right and that's so that's the same type of thing so i i don't necessarily agree with the death penalty and i think that's why i don't agree with this means of gypsies escape yeah right like but some again i wouldn't necessarily blame someone if they're like well after doing all that horrible shit you you, yeah you died and that's karma yeah <laughs> like I, I, I see it from that point of view too it's you know yeah. it's hard to it's hard to have full empathy for Dee Dee's murder it really is like it's hard mm-hmm. to just sit there and be like i really feel sorry because it's like i think the only i think the only part that makes me feel at all bad is the brutality of it yes the method of it i think is definitely I think so over the top. Like I think had I think honestly had they gone about the method a little differently, people would have a harder time debating this. Yeah, I really believe that. I, I think that's I think a like very for example, point. had they like poisoned her or something mm-hmm. where it was like a slower she could go in her sleep possibly. Yeah, people probably wouldn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. They would just be like, well, it's kind of what she was doing to Gypsy. You know, like it it mm-hmm. would be a little easier for people to process. But like, I don't know. It's and that makes me wonder whether for gypsy coming up with this plan if it was developed in a very vengeful mindset Mm -hmm. that again maybe looking back on it now as an older more developed person like exactly she's like that wasn't the way to go about it at all murdering her in general but also like the method method of murder yeah but in her state in that moment yeah was she thinking she deserves this and the thing is too is what what i don't know for certain just given the information that's available, there's a lot of it, but at the same time, it, it's hard to decipher which one of them decided on the method. Yeah, that's true. Because that's true. A lot of ideas were thrown around, and this is something you can go on to watch in documentaries and everything. Is they talked about a lot, like so. I don't know if it was like Nicholas because he had claimed, "Oh, I've got that evil side, and my evil side really wants to stab somebody." Yeah, that's true. You know, it, these are things I don't know. These mm-hmm. are, this mm-hmm. is the information I don't have. Yeah. I can just assume kind of thing. Yeah, so, for sure. And yeah. either way, either she came up with it or he came up with it and Doesn't she agreed. Matter. Yeah. Right? Either way, it was they, agreed They upon. both agreed upon yeah. it. So. He, at the end of the day, she handed him the knife. Yeah. And she admits that. Yeah. Openly. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's tough. It's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. I don't know, guys. Let us know what you think. I, I'm very... Because, again, I everyone has a different opinion on this, and I think that all of those opinions are valid. Yeah. Because I think people are sympathizing with different people in this in this case for different reasons, and I think that they're all valid. Exactly. Yeah. 
so yeah we really want to hear your thoughts and yeah and what you feel yeah and what you think and maybe I, there's other details you've heard about this that that please share that swayed your opinion and that yeah. we haven't talked about here yeah only thing with this case because i know we've had like some not not a lot really with like comments or anything but like when people have differing point of views i just i think our only ask is like if you have a different opinion than us and vice versa whatever just approach these things with like a level of respect you know what i mean like so mm -hmm. if you're gonna go into like a comment or something about like us talking about the the case this week and you have a completely different opinion than ours we respect your opinion of we course. just ask the same in return yeah of course that's of all course. Just yeah. i feel like with this being one of those cases where it's so controversial like yeah we are not about to get into online fights with anybody oh gosh <laughs> so no, no 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 i do no. not have the patience we want to have shit. a nice uh, discussion yeah i'm open to hearing points, points of, of views, views. Yeah, yeah like yeah. just nice open round table discussion yeah. calm niceness <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean so that's all that's all. Yeah. Let's just freaking leave it there. I'm done. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's it's yeah. hard. It's yeah. Really. Because I, I think I went into it thinking I was going to be very like clear cut on my point of view. And then to find out like at, while I was researching that I wasn't as clear cut <laughs> as I thought I was going to be. I was just yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> and sometimes that happens when when you really dig deep into it. So you, you just again, our, our emotions pull us in different directions. And yeah. There are reasons for that. And yeah, I agree. I think it's hard. It's hard to feel one way or another. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're wrapping it up there. We are wrapping it. So on that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us respectfully, yes, <laughs> you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can respectfully DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. We make it sound like we were being attacked. I was just like, going to say, people probably think yeah. we've been harassed. We haven't. There was just like one comment I saw a little while ago that didn't rub me the right way. And it's like sat with me ever since. So. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Do it up. Keep yeah. it sleazy and thanks for listening. And we're okay. We're okay. We're okay? Well, I just mean we're not getting attacked. Oh, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> I mean, like, I get attacked for other things. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Later. <laughs> <laughs>